0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Working Like Dogs is brought to you by PetCare Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA-approved medication, Pet Care Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code WORKDOGS10, W O R K D O G S and number 10 and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more.
2: Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my trusty service dog, Whistle. And Whistle and I are thrilled to have Lisa Panish as our guest today. And Lisa is a mom to twin boys Connor and Chase, and both Connor and Chase recently received assistance dogs from K9 Assistants. And they also starred in Through a Dog's Eyes, which just recently appeared on PBS. So come right back after these quick messages from our sponsors as we visit with Lisa.
3: We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Working Like Dogs is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code WORK10, W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code WORKING, W-O-R-K-I-N-G, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash work, W-O-R-K, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats.
3: I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And, you know, as a human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So, in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies what do you think about that be sure to join us for another edition of sassy seniors and remember celebrate your senior pets every week on demand only on petliferadio.com let's talk pets on petliferadio.com
2: Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Whistle and I would like to welcome our guest today, Lisa Panish. Hello, Lisa, and welcome. Hi, thank you very much. Well, we're so happy you could be with us today and take time out of your incredibly busy schedule. That's okay.
0: It's nice to actually have a chance to step away from everything else and talk about what I really love to talk about, which is my boys and their special dogs.
2: Well, tell us about Chase and Connor. How old are they?
0: The boys will be eight years old in January. Um, They're identical twins, and they were born premature, and they both have cerebral palsy. They um, are in a regular classroom at a local school right up the street and um, are integrated into the regular classroom. For them, their cerebral palsy is a physical disability only. So that was really the focus when I was looking for a service dog for them, and more specifically Chase. And it just happened that there was an opportunity for a dog for both of them.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. I know when I saw the your story, because I actually watched through a dog's eyes, and I just loved it. It was so awesome. But I was like, wow, to have two service dogs, it's starting out with two service dogs, two young dogs and two young boys. Boy, that should be an interesting adventure.
0: It was, and it was something I wasn't expecting. I knew that canine assistance and Milkbone actually, you know, had provided the opportunity to receive these dogs. Everything was funded, including receiving the service dogs. And so at the time when I applied, I was really only applying for one dog and more specifically just for Chase because he's the one more affected um, of the cerebral palsy of the two. Um, But when they called me, they were very clear. Lisa, what are you going to do if you get one dog and it bonds with Connor, and here you want this dog for Chase? And they made a really good point. And I'm like, okay, beggars can't be choosers, but (laughs) sure, you know. So I was quite surprised, and I said, I'll keep an open mind. And I didn't really know until we got up there. But canine assistants, not only are they good with dogs, they, they have a gift with people in general, especially children, too. And, and they knew it. They knew it just reading my story and me submitting my information, but also be one before I even got up there because they were right on the money. Um, both of these dogs do bond and are, are attracted to Connor because he's the more mobile of the two and he's able to get around better and throw the toy and then go get the toy and, and some of those kinds of things. Well, it's harder for Chase. So both the dogs are truly bonded to Connor. I mean, they called it right, but when it comes down to it, Chase only has a bond for Oakley, has really not much of an interest in Nadia. And then when it comes down to it, Connor really just wants to be around Nadia. So they knew what they were doing.
2: Yeah, that's amazing. That's, yeah, that's so awesome. Well, how did you find out about canine assistance?
0: Actually, um, I have a occupational therapist that I hired to come into my home setting on the side to help the boys. She's been coming since they were, gosh, two years old. And she is a dog lover herself, and she saw an advertisement for canine assistance in a local magazine down here in the Florida area, and now I'm blanking on the name of it, but um, she ripped it out when she was at the vet and said, you need to do this for Chase. Again, the same idea was, you know, let's do this for Chase. So I randomly applied and didn't really know, and every six months they'd call to check in, make sure, are you still interested, do you still want to be on the list, and you know, they set up to a five-year waiting list, and I was just kind of waiting, and um, that's kind of how it happened. It was, it was, I wasn't expecting it as soon as we, as we did receive the dogs. I was thinking more like 9, 10, 11 years old, so it came a little sooner than I was anticipating, but God had a plan because these dogs really came at the right time, especially for Chase because he had a surgery in May that I couldn't have done it without Oakley. I don't think any of us could have done it without Oakley.
2: Well, how long did you have to wait
0: We waited about two years.
2: That's really not bad, yeah, especially for two dogs. Yeah, and to get two dogs, that's pretty phenomenal.
0: Right. And, you know, again, they checked in on us every six months or so to make sure we were still interested and still on the list. And, um, you know, then I actually had called them. We had had a recent loss of one of our dogs, and the boys were pushing for wanting another dog. And I was like, oh, gosh, you know, if I get us another dog... Plus, all of a sudden, maybe a service dog or two are going to come, you know, I can't do that. So then I had called them and just said, just letting you know, we're still here. We've had a loss of a dog. The boys are asking for another one. Where are we on the list? And they said, we can't tell you where, you know, we just don't know it. You know, they, they have their own system as to priorities and where things fall in line. So they still weren't able to tell me. And then sure enough, a couple months later, they called me and said, we're ready for you if you're ready. So it worked out. Divine intervention.
2: (laughs) Well, and so tell us about how it was for you to get there. I mean, what all did you have to do to get prepared to go to Georgia? Well, before
0: we even prepared, you know, the application process is actually, um, it's easy, but there is a lot to go into it. You know, they they really check you out. They want to know that, you know, you do have the disabilities and the needs. and, And I wrote a letter on behalf of my boys. And I did have therapists and a physician confirm the disability and the need. Um, I also sent a picture in of the boys, too. And before you come up to camp, they have somebody come down and visit you, confirm your house, you know, what do you have, you know, how to, you know, do you have a safe environment, and we'll give you suggestions to prepare you for how to make it a good environment for the dog and for whoever the recipient is. Um, We had to take two weeks off, I had to take two weeks off work, I, t- I pulled the boys out of school for two weeks, um, and I did that pretty quickly because camp, they have camp about four or five times a year at canine assistance, so I give you a little bit of notice, but it, not as much as I probably needed, and I just kind of went in, and I scared the principal, because I called the principal and said, I need to set up a meeting to talk to you tomorrow, and I, I think I scared the poor woman, actually, <laughs> um, I think she thought I was coming in for another reason, <laughs> but I was just like, I need to take the boys out of school for two weeks, <laughs> So that was really the biggest preparation, and then once we got up there, and they they provided us with a free flight up there. Delta paid for that. They put us up in a hotel for two weeks, and then provided our transportation um, back and forth to the farm the whole two weeks. Plus, volunteers come three days a week, three days, three times a day, and seven days a week, and provide you with full meals.
2: Wow, that is Everything so awesome! Before. Wow, it was
0: unbelievable. I was just Absolutely stunned at everything and, and it 's so well planned and so well organized I mean they again, they have a gift they just they know they know this like the back of their hand. it was unbelievable, and we had to fill out these elaborate personality profiles before we went up. It was really quite funny because, you know, again, identical twins, but two totally different personalities. And so I filled one out, and I had to have four other people fill out these profiles on my boys. Well, and I knew what was going to happen when I read these. So, you know, Chase is very independent, like independent-minded, very stubborn, but the more effective of the two with the cerebral palsy. And is much more emotional, and, um, and I hate to label my kids, and especially with twins, because you hear, don't label your twins, but they are two totally different kids. So these... Personality profiles went up to canine assistants before we even got there. So they had an idea of what the recipient was like based on also what the needs are, what we were looking for in a service dog. And then the people up at canine assistants who have been training these dogs, they do personality profiles on these dogs too. And so before you even get up there, they already have an idea of which dog is going to probably match with you. See, the boys were really focused when... A girl came down to visit us from Canine Assistance. What's the name of my dog? And can my dog swim in my pool with me? That's all they wanted to know. (laughs) She's like, of course they can swim in the pool with you if it's your pool, which, you know, we have a pool. And uh, I don't know your dog's name because we don't know what dog is going to pick you. And they're really right, you know. And as you could see in the documentary, Through a Dog's Eyes, it was quite a process finding the right dog for both the boys and the perfect fit for the whole family. But that was the biggest struggle was, Once we got up there the first couple days, trying to find the right connection for both the boys and the right connection for the whole family.
2: Yeah, and that is a really huge process because, like you said, it's not just for the boys. It's for the dog and also for your whole family. So, yeah, I bet that was really intense and and a little nail-biting while you're trying to make sure that it's the best match
0: here I went into this for Chase many, many years ago. And when we were having such a hard time finding him a dog, I'm like, oh my gosh, my son isn't a dog lover. And, but as I watched the show and I I look back on it, um, Chase does have some sensory issues. You know, he didn't like his hands dirty. He doesn't like being, he didn't like being licked. He didn't like dogs all over him. And when he gets nervous, he pulls his hands up to his chest to kind of protect himself. Then he gets, he extends out and straightens up and then he'd slide off the chair. And that's, what he does wherever he is if he's nervous. Well, that command of him putting his hands up on his chest is, you know, come on to me, jump on to me, or give me a hug. So the dogs were following his commands, but he didn't know that really at the time. But that scared him, and that was why we had such a hard time with the fit, you know, with the good fit for him, and that was what made it so perfect with Oakley is by this time Chase was over it. He wanted nothing to do with any of the dogs anymore. He was over it, and Oakley was like, whatever, and came out there and just was a gentle giant, which is truly what Oakley is. And um, just sat next to him quietly, didn't get in his face, didn't bug him because Oakley, I must have been over meeting all these people by then, and Chase was over it. And Oakley was the only dog that Chase took the initiative to touch himself and to pet himself, only dog. And we're like, that's it. That was it. That was our bond. And Jennifer Arnold kept telling us that. She's like, you'll know. You'll know when it's right. Either the dog will tell you, the recipient will tell you, you'll see something, and that was it. That's what we found.
2: That's so great. Well, tell us, what kind of commands do the dogs perform? How do they assist the boys?
0: Well, that's a work in progress. (laughs) You know, the, the dogs are trained for many, many commands. Usually the dogs come to you between the ages of two years and three years, and we ended up, because we were trying to get the perfect fit for the dogs, and the boys, the dogs were a little bit younger and didn't have all of the commands quite yet that they usually have them trained for, but they said, you know, it's up to you as far as, you know, which ones you want to work with. If the boys had it their way, these dogs would run all over the house picking up all of their clothes, all of their toys, making their beds, (laughs) putting everything away for them. And that is not what I wanted when I got these dogs for the boys. Um, I didn't want a crutch. What I wanted was, uh, you know, I wanted them to be... Enabled, I wanted them to be motivated and to assist to be able to be more independent and do their own things. So um, the boys have we – we've really focused on the bond and the companionship, realizing how truly important that was going to be because if, if they don't have a bond, um, the dogs aren't going to want to do anything for the boys, and then the boys are also going to lose their, their interest too because they're going to say the dogs aren't listening to them. And so we really, really pushed the bond. It's been almost a year now, but that's really been the biggest push, and the key has been that they, had the, they all had the summer together. They've had the holidays together, and they've had the summers together to spend some time together. So we're still working on Chase being able to walk independently with Oakley, and that's what he wants. That's what Oakley wants, and we're still working on that. Uh, and the same thing for Connor It's just about being able to be safe and get around the house and being able to call Nadia when he falls and she'll just scramble over to wherever he is and just stand there and he'll use her to pull up to stand. It's truly for my boys a physical support system Mm -hmm. um, and a companionship. I don't have the dogs picking things up for them quite yet. I don't have the dogs turning on the lights for them or opening up doors, because these are things my boys need to learn how to do themselves. Right. Chase has a fine motor delay, and so Chase needs to learn how to open up, open up the doors because Oakley might not always be there or the doors might be different. And the, the dogs, you know, we, of the doors here, we have bandanas hanging from them. Well, when you're out and about, there are not bandanas hanging from doors. So he needs to learn how to do that. And not all lights, fixtures are the same. So to train the dog on R is great, but when we're out and about, that's a little bit different.
2: Um, Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I know I feel that way myself sometimes. When I first got my first service dog, I thought the same thing. I didn't want to be lazy myself. I was like, if I could do something, I wanted to do it, even though my dog was trained to do it. So I hear what you're saying, because the boys need to learn all those skills as well. But it's great to have the backup of Oakley and Nadia just in case they might need it one of these days.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we do keep working on with Oakley taking off Chase's socks and picking things up off the floor, but, you know, Oakley's big. Oakley's 74 pounds, so you put something in Oakley's mouth, and we have to keep teaching him to be gentle because, um, you know, we gave him a a Sharpie marker when people were signing Chase's cast, and and he'd he'd start chewing through it because he got excited, or if you put a pencil in his mouth, he'll start crushing it because he's so excited to be doing something for Chase into bringing him things that he'll you know so it's all slobbered it's half broken and then when we started teaching him how to pull chase's socks off when chase had his cast on and to pull his pants off what we were finding was oakley was going around the house looking for any sock he could find and any article of clothing of chase's that he could find because he wanted to treat so it was funny because it didn't take much to really teach him some of these things, you know, I mean, I'm like, okay, well, we've taught Oakley how to take off Chase's sock, and because of that, and because he was so excited, all the socks in the house that he could find are right in front of Chase. You know, we'd find a pile, so, um, you know, that's been kind of funny, so, um, you know, that's that's when you realize, like, how much they, they want to be praised and they want the treat and they just want to do the right thing. When you find a pile of thoughts sitting next to your son, yes,
2: it's so sweet, it's so dear. Well, we are going to take just a quick break. We're gonna—I don't want to stop talking. We want to keep going because I've got a lot more questions to ask Lisa. And so, please come right back after these quick messages from our sponsors, and we'll continue visiting with Lisa.
3: We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's 7-Day Satisfaction Guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD.
1: Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code WORK1234 at checkout. f L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word W-O-R-K 1234. Hello!
3: Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing,
0: GoDaddy Girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let
1: me see.
0: Grandma's Auction.com?
2: Hey, are those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money.
1: Use promo code WORK10, W-O-R-K, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just seven forty nine dollars at GoDaddy.com. I love animals. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot.
3: only on PetLifeRadio.com. radio.com let's talk pets let's talk pets on petlife radio petlife radio petlife Radio. Pet Life radio.
2: welcome back to working like dogs on petlife radio And we're visiting today with Lisa Panish. And Lisa, I have to ask you, what was it like when you brought the dogs home, that first first night at home?
0: Well, I got to actually, before you even say getting home, we took an airplane home. So that was a whole bag that I had never, Nadia had been on an airplane before, but Oakley had not. So just getting through the airport, my boys draw a lot of attention to begin with just because... Well, I think they're cute, but, you know, they're identical twins, and then they see the disability, and they, just, they draw a lot of attention. Then you add two dogs to it, and we couldn't get more than 10 feet, you know, without being stopped and people seeing us and asking questions. Um, so the actual just getting through the airports was quite an interesting thing. And then when we got on the airplane, Oakley got scared and jumped up into a hug on me before we even got the plane started. Um, so that was quite interesting, and the whole airplane got quite a kick out of it. Once we got home, though, they they did pretty well. We let them kind of run through the house and get used to things, and they got really excited. We, show, we, we did exactly what canine assistants had told us, which was walk them into the house, walk them around, show them where you know the boys' room is. But the first thing to do is to walk them through the house and walk them to a direct exactly where you're going to take them for them to go to the bathroom and give them that opportunity. So that's what we did. We escorted them through the house and into the backyard where it was going to be their opportunity to better hurry is the command for that. Um, and the first night was interesting. Uh, you know, I didn't know how it was going to work. And now it's much different. But initially we had set them up in cages. They had told us to do that. And there wasn't room for in the boys' room for both their beds and the dog cages at the time that we thought well, so we had them out in the main room. Nadia wanted no part of being in the main room. If Nadia was not within two feet of Connor, she cried and, and just barked and carried on. And I had to keep pulling Connor out of bed to come and settle Nadia to the point where we had had it. And after about an hour of pulling Connor out of bed, who was so tired, I pushed the cage into Connor's room because uh, I'm like, well, maybe that's the problem. Sure enough, it was. She immediately stopped crying. She immediately stopped barking as soon as her cage was in his room next to his bed. Well, then Oakley realized that he wasn't where everybody else was, too. And they really were probably 20 feet from the boy's bedroom door, but it wasn't <laughs> close enough. So then we crammed Oakley's cage in there, too. I mean, you can't, we couldn't walk. But, um, and then Oakley calmed down. So after about three nights of figuring that out, And, you know, then we were able to eventually merge the dog cages to right outside the boys' bedroom doors. Now the dogs sleep in the boys' room on the ground or in the bed wherever everybody's comfortable. And it's like a circus sometimes. They (laughs) jump on each other's beds and have lots of fun. And, yeah, just like in the documentary, like you saw that jumping. Yeah, that happens a lot at night.
2: I bet. <laughs> oh, that's so great, though. I mean, just that whole bonding process and, and figuring out everybody's role. I mean, that must really have been amazing to watch. It took watch. Some time. Yeah. yeah.
0: It took some time, though. You know, it was nice that we came home right before Thanksgiving, and we actually had that, you know, time at home, you know, for the boys and the dogs to really kind of spend a couple more days together holiday-wise before the boys went back to school, because I didn't know how that was going to go, um, and so... Again, that's, you know, it just, it did take some time. And and I was a little worried at times as to, like, you know, how things were going to go in the future and trying to do, you know, I wanted to make canine assistants proud and do what was best for them and these dogs that they've spent so much time and effort and love with. And, you know, I do love these dogs. Like, they're my, you know, they're my children and they're my own. And, I mean, I can't go to the store without buying something for my boys. And then I end up buying something for the dogs, too. (laughs) So all four are very spoiled.
2: How was it for the boys to take the dogs to school? And how was the school? Were they they positively responding to your your desire to bring the dogs to school? How did that go?
0: From the beginning, the school has been really supportive. We have an awesome principal and just a great team of teachers and aides for the boys. And um, it's a small school, even though it's a public school and they were very open-minded. Canine insistence had recommended that the dogs shouldn't go to school for the first six months just because they'd still be working on the bond and, and things like that, and that they said it's a little too soon. Well, that actually ran us into the summertime. So the dogs we would take to school to um, on Fridays, I'd bring them in, um, or sporadically I'd bring them in myself, you know, just for the kids and the dogs and everybody to get comfortable and say hello. Um, so the dogs have not started going To school with the boys yet. The other glitch is that the boys are in the same classroom. So I really wanted to be sensitive to the teachers and the aide and all of the other children and parents that go to school there. And um, they're great dogs. They're quiet. They do their thing. But it is one more responsibility and a distraction. And so I wanted to be sensitive, and I needed to know that the boys can take control of these dogs regardless of what's going on. Well, they're strong dogs, and they're good listeners. But, you know, Nadia sees a squirrel and she gets very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was fearful that they might be more distracting right now, especially, so I can't send both dogs to school on the exact same day with the boys. It's too much. Nadia's mm-hmm. ready to go to school and so is Oakley. But um, at this point, I, I'm i just bringing them there still for social visits. It's too mm-hmm. early. The dogs outweigh the kids.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I get that. And I just, I have to be careful with, um, you know, the boys have an assistant in the classroom. And so not only is she getting them ready and trying to support them with classroom activities, she would be the one to escort the boys outside so their dogs could go to the bathroom. Right. And I, and I was very specific when in looking for an aide and teachers and also the, for the, again, the parents and the children of, the, you know, reminding them boys have dogs, you know. Is there anybody with allergies? Is there anybody with the fear of a dog because they've been bitten? I, you know, I want to do what's best for my boys, but I have to be respectful to a really good school that's been really good to us and also parents and children that really also want a successful educational experience for their kids too.
2: Yeah, well, so, that's just such a responsible way to look at it. I mean, cuz cuz you're right. It is all of those things. And and that's, you know, that's that's good responsible parenting. To make sure that you're thinking about the boys, the dogs, and the other people in their life that are going to be in their life for for a long time. So I think it's going to come
0: slowly. Like I said, you know, the dogs are ready, and the, and I, the kids would be ready too. I just think it's still too much at this point, point. and um, you know, there's so many other things like dynamics that you know, and therapies and things like that in the school. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe next so, year.
2: So what do you do with the dogs while the boys are at school? Do you have a certain routine or certain way that they interact with or do during the day?
0: The dogs are with the boys in the morning. The boys are able to give, you know, make sure they go to the bathroom and have something to eat and drink, and we'll kind of do their hug and kiss and love on them. And then we put them in their cages for the day with a Kong with peanut butter or cottage cheese, <laughs> something like that for them. If I get home a little earlier, if I am at home that day for work or something, I'll, I'll put them out, and then I'll put them back in the cage. That's what canine assistants had recommended, that the dogs need to realize that, you know, they come out, they get to play, they get to be social and interact because the boys are around.
2: Exactly. Corrupt their bond is
0: going to become more to me than to the boys, and I did not want that. So I, sometimes it's really hard for me because I want to love on these dogs. And the dogs do need to listen to me, and, you know, I, I need to be comfortable that, you know, ultimately they need to listen to me too. So, you know, we've had to change some of those dynamics a little bit. That At night, I'll I'll pull the dogs out after the boys have gone to bed, and, and I'll do some of the combing that the boys don't do as well on. You fight the mats a little bit, clean out the ears, or brush the teeth. Yeah, the other day, the boys, the dogs were due for their annual shots, and the boys wouldn't go. They didn't want to see their dogs get hurt. So I had to take them. I'm like, I don't want to go. Mommy, you do that without us. I don't want to see Nadia get a shot. I can't do it, Mommy. You do it.
2: Oh, oh, moms just have all the hard work, don't they? Oh. Well, and so I heard there's a story about a golf cart.
0: Yes. Okay. So at the time, I've seen some people in the neighborhood with golf carts walking their dogs or just tooling around doing their thing. And I'm like, okay, that is so lazy until I have these dogs because I'm a runner. And so, and they had said, you know, the dogs need exercise. We submit weights on these dogs regularly um, because they want to help monitor their weights, but they're not good service dogs if they don't get enough exercise. They won't be good listeners. So Again, I was spending time with the dogs because I was taking them out to exercise with me and, you know, they were healing with me or, or whatever was going on or we'd stop and then they'd get protective of me. So I realized I needed to do something. So then I tried, you know, I thought about, uh, you know, bikes, which obviously wasn't safe for them, but for me. And then my neighbors were yelling at me that I was going to get hurt. And the boys can't walk far enough to really get these dogs for a good walk. So I called my accountant and asked if I could purchase a golf cart on behalf of the boys. And he said, sure, if I had a therapist to support me and, you know, explain why the importance of the weight and showing the paperwork for canine assistance. So I plugged the dogs into, you know, hook them up to their chains, and I sit the boys in the golf cart, and they have seat belts and they hold on to their dogs, and I start driving, and we all go straight down the street. And the dogs club <laughs> in front. This works out great, and we cruise down to the park in our neighborhood, then we let the dogs off, and the dogs do a free-for-all run as we take off as fast as we can in this golf cart. It's quite a comedy act, but the dogs love it, and the kids love it, too, and... This is the only, you know, they're actually showing some initiative on, like, wanting to help pick up the poop, which is one thing people don't realize when they have a service dog they have to be responsible for. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, you know, we have the whole golf cart decked out. You know, there's a radio in there. We have the poop bags. We have the water cups. We have the treats. You know, we are decked out and ready to whatever comes up to take these dogs on a walk and to get their exercise. Now, it's working. It's become a great social event. The boys are really proud. They're like, My dog can outrun any of her dogs. Look at Nadia run. And look at Oakley run. I mean, they're really proud.
2: That's so fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to come live at your house. That sounds really like, good. <laughs>
0: yes, I've heard that before. People are like, Can I come back as and have you be my mother? <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> I'm fortunate and that is that um I'm a nurse practitioner you know, so I have a medical background, and because of that, you know, I see a lot of different things, and I have, um, my dad's a retired physician. He's very resourceful, and I have wonderful friends um, around here that have just gone out of their way to um, think of new ways and new opportunities and things, just always trying to find new ways and new things for my boys to be successful in this world, so it really does take, they say, an army to raise a child, and, I have I have a hundred percent backing of wonderful parents and family and friends around to you know, everything everything my boys are successful in is because of all the wonderful people in our lives.
2: That's great. That's, that's and wonderful, wonderful dogs. Yeah, yeah. They just added to the excitement and to the to the miracle. They were another piece of that. Two more pieces. Wow, well, I have to, I'm so sorry our time is coming to an end, but I want to ask you one other question, my last question for you today, and that's if you had the opportunity to talk with other moms of children with disabilities, what advice would you give them if they were considering a service dog for their child with a disability?
0: Well, I wouldn't hesitate to tell them to move forward and to do the research and look into um, canine assistance at all, it's been a life-changing experience for me. But I do need to let them know that it is a full-time commitment. Um, It's a full-time commitment, not only to the child, but to the dog, you know, to be accountable and to do the right thing. And um, essentially now, you know, they're growing up as a team and it's now I feel like I have four children that I'm committed to. And People need to realize that these dogs can go wherever you go, but you need to be open-minded as to what experiences you want to expose you know, the dogs to and your children to also. I, I, would, I wouldn't hesitate. I'd definitely tell everybody to consider it for their child if they have the opportunity.
2: Well, that's excellent advice. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us. And we look forward to hearing more about the boys as they grow and and work with Oakley and Nadia. And we hope you'll come back and tell us how they're doing.
0: I really should put something on YouTube of the dogs and the kids, like, cruising around the neighborhood on the golf cart and maybe even, like... Jumping into our pool because Nadia I think it's part
2: fish. <laughs> you should. That would be awesome. You should do that. Well, and we'll have information for our listeners. If you want more information about canine assistance, we'll have that information up on the website. And we encourage you all to check out "Through a Dog's Eyes." That is such a great, a great documentary. And Jennifer has written the book "Through a Dog's Eyes," which is awesome. And we have to thank Milkbone for all of their support for canine assistance and and all that they do so that young people like Connor and Chase can have these amazing gifts of these service dogs. So we thank everyone, and we thank you, our listener, for joining us. We hope you'll come back and join us again, and we'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to email me at Marcy M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. I love to hear from you and your suggestions for future shows. And Whistle and I just thank you for being with us, and we look forward to being with you again. So please come back and join us again. Take good care.
3: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.